Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi guys and welcome back to Fight Like a Girl. I'm Rav and with me is the gorgeous Ella. Hi Ella. Hi Rav, how are you going? I'm good but I cannot believe it's already November. Like what the fuck? Oh my god, I know. I went to record today and I was thinking... Oh, you know, still a couple of months till the end of the year. And then I realized it was November and I was like, what the fuck? I sometimes feel like we're still in March. I don't even understand. It's wild. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I feel like when we went into lockdown, everything just like paused and it just feels like we never left. I can't account for like the last six months. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been out of lockdown now for a few weeks. So how's it been for you? Yeah, it's been weird. Like it's a weird feeling being able to go outside and leave your LGA. Um, and I must say I'm feeling pretty tired, you know, just going from zero to a hundred with, mm. you know, social events and seeing friends again, you know, it's, it's a lot to, we were in lockdown for so long and then all of a sudden it's like open slather. And so we're just trying to see as many people as possible. So I actually feel quite exhausted at the end of the weekend, mm-hmm. but not complaining. What about you? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I feel like I have had a pretty packed social calendar the last few weeks. So I definitely, I was actually thinking of taking this week off, weekend off. Oh, off just socializing. Yeah, like yeah. I think I just need to recharge because we're about to like head into the crazy season of just parties and Christmas and this and that. And we're going to get to go back to Queensland, Yay. which is exciting. <laughs> Have you booked yet? Uh, you know what? We just booked today. So very exciting. And you're, you're already booked in. I am. I am. So I'm going to head there for Christmas, but come back for New Year's. So we'll have to talk about that. Are you going to be back for New Year's? 
I don't know. We could be oh, we could oh. be OS even. Oh my god! How ambitious! How good is it being vaxxed? I know. <laughs> I just a last a last thing to anyone that's <laughs> that's still on the fence. Like you want to, you know, get on a plane, get a jab. We've got some good news, and we've got some badish news today. So the bad news is that this is going to be the last episode for the year. Oh. <laughs> but don't worry, we'll be back. The good news is that we've got a pretty jam-packed episode for you guys today, so it'll be a little longer than usual just to wrap up the year that was. So the good old Flex Factory cards will be making an appearance towards the end of the episode again. It only felt right given that's how we kicked things off for our very first episode a few months ago. I can't believe what we're like 13 episodes in now. Apparently so, yeah. How wild. Wild. But first, Gladdy B. And her situation shit with Daryl Maguire. Bless. In case you missed it, and if you have, where the fuck have you been? Because we've lost Gladys Berejiklian as our premier after she resigned on the 1st of October due to an investigation that was launched by ICAC into whether she breached public trust or encouraged corrupt behavior during her relationship with Daryl Maguire. Over the last week... The ICAC hearing commenced and it doesn't look good for her, does it? No, it doesn't. And it's been kind of hard to watch at times. Like it just seeing her face and um, the just on a personal level, like everything aside, it's just been hard to see her have to kind of face that on a personal level because she's just, you know, a deeply private person and this is her personal life like playing out. And it's so awkward because it's like – you know, this is what we're going to get into in a minute, but it's like your situation ship playing out for the entire fucking country. I know. Like, it's, just think about the relationships you've been in or the situations that you've been in where you would like die if you had to relay it to anyone or if anyone found out. I know. So I just, I always think about that when I see her poor face and she just looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's just, yeah, I don't envy her at all. Anyway, we're not going to turn this into an episode about politics, but the underlying theme here is situationships. And fun fact, the word situationship actually exists in the dictionary. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I was doing some research and apparently the official definition of a situationship is a romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. I have to say, though, I prefer the Urban Dictionary definition, if I'm being honest. What are they? So Urban Dictionary refers to a situationship as when one person is in love and willing to do the work to make a relationship happen and the other is a custy fuck boy or fuck girl <laughs> who doesn't feel the same way but will still have sex with you sometimes. Oh, my God. So sounds like our girl Gladdy was in a situation shit with Gaz. It does sound like that. I didn't actually know that the – um. Thank you for clarifying because I didn't know that the situation ship meant that someone was more into it than the other person. We'll get into this in a bit, but I feel like that's one of the key signs yeah. that you're in, in something like that when yeah. you want more than the other person, Yeah, I feel like. Have you ever been in one? Well, now that I know, you know, the parameters I have, I have. And I've been – so I've been in two situationships where I was the one that didn't want more. Is that? Can I say that then? That I know, I know I was in a situation ship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Were you ever in one where you, you wanted more? Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I could have like those relationships that didn't go anywhere that where I thought, oh, maybe, maybe it's just timing, or we're like at different stages of our lives, but maybe I, you know, wanted more, and they were always 
pretty clear that they didn't. Mm. So maybe I have now that I know that yeah, that there's gotta be someone that's more into it than you, then maybe I have. In saying that, it's not just that you want more than the other person, right? It's also wanting to define the relationship in some capacity. When you got into these situations, did you feel like you went into them with a, oh, we'll see what happens attitude? Or was it very much like, I don't want something serious? It was, I don't want something serious, but we'll see what happens. Or like, I kind of knew, it was like, I know I'm not feeling anything, Mm. but maybe maybe it'll develop. We'll just see how we go. Yeah. But then I've pretty, like, it was kind of like lying to myself of going like uh, waiting for something to develop, but knowing that it wasn't going to, mm. and then just going along with it because it was better than being Nothing. alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get bad? that. I totally get that. Oftentimes my friends that I know who've been in situations like that, it is almost like the compromise that you make of putting your feelings and needs first mm. just for the sake of having somebody around, Yeah, which is really sad. And I also think dating apps have just really magnified or maybe just increased the number of situationships floating around because oh, for sure, like every man and his dog is just out there. It's like the Goldilocks situation. Everyone's just like sleeping in every bed to find like. Oh, God. Which, what fits best. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Which one's comfier? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. I, I 100% agree that that's been born out of um of dating apps. So do people, do both parties know they're in situationships? I think when you start off something casual, I would say yes. This is where I feel like it's a bit of a catch-22 because I feel like when I'm dating I don't go into things saying like what I'm necessarily looking for. I don't say, oh, I'm looking for a relationship or I don't say I'm not looking for a relationship. It's kind of just like trying to find if there's even a connection there in some capacity and then exploring where it goes from there. So if you find that you are attracted to somebody on a deeper level and it's not just physical, Mm. It's kind of like that chicken and egg scenario, like what comes first? Are you meant to just go into every single conversation with a new person? Like, hey, what are you looking for? Because I feel like that's such a like buzzkill. I don't want to, I don't want to have that conversation straight off the bat because, because I know how I feel when somebody asks me that straight off the yeah. bat. Because I'm just like, oh, you're like too full on. Yeah. It feels like they have an agenda. Yeah. 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 Which is unsettling. <laughs> exactly. So it's like you kind of want to explore naturally like where something goes but then it also feels like a bit of a waste of time Mm. if you're investing heavily in someone who clearly just doesn't want the same thing as you 100 percent, 100 so yeah i don't know i haven't i think i've only been in one situationship if i'm being honest and were you the person that wanted more or the person that was just going along with it no i ended up being the person that wanted more (laughs) oh we've all been there rab don't (laughs) worry which was really fucking annoying but (laughs) Because it's like through gritted teeth. Because <laughs> it's like I feel like I am very, I'm pretty in tune with my feelings. Mm. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily in tune with what I want all the time, but I'm pretty in tune with my feelings and and emotionally intelligent, right? Like, yeah, which is the I hope so. <laughs> you are like, and that's to me like fucking most important thing in this day and age, right? Yeah, like, I think so, hundred percent. Like, you need it for your job. You need it for like your you know, friendships, 100%. any relationship really. So I feel like I've been quite in tune with that. So for me, when I ended up in a situation like that, I was pretty annoyed at myself because I feel like 
this was one of those situations where there was like a clear conversation at the start of it where mm. it wasn't meant to be anything serious. But when you get involved with someone physically, especially as a girl and our girl Gladys probably got sucked into this as well. Like you just, I don't know, you just kind of like your hormones do weird shit. For sure. Your body actually releases a chemical. Is it oxytocin? I don't know if it's oxytocin, but like when, when you're like sexually active with somebody, like you're connected to that person like chemically. Right? Yeah, and it's like why do we get the shit end of the stick? Doesn't that happen to guys? I don't think so, which is just like biologically. So why? Like fucked. why are we just destined to be these people that just get attached to anyone that's intimate with us? I know. And guys can just go be intimate with fifty people and feel nothing. I know. It's bizarre. It's it's biology and physiology really just goes against us sometimes, I feel. We really just get the rough end of every stick. Absolutely. No, I agree. So talk to me about how did you handle the situations that you ended up being in where you felt like you weren't the person that wanted more? Was there a conversation that brought it to light for you? Or I, I like I said, I do go, go in it with the best intentions, right? Like I don't, you know, what, like wasting people's time and all my time. And like, I, I mean, at this point in my life was looking for love. So I was kind of, you know, up for anything mm. and willing to give, um, you know, they didn't really have a um, criteria that I was like going off. I just sort of said yes to different people and, you know, went, wanted to find out where it took me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that did like lead me to kind of getting myself in a, you know, situation with someone that I, I knew pr- pretty early on that I, that I wasn't going to develop feelings. Yeah. And they did. Wait, can I? So can yeah. I ask you a question there? What was it about that person that you didn't see a future there? It just felt contrived. So we talked about an agenda. People having an agenda before. It felt like this person had an agenda and wanted to like pull someone in to fit the mold that he. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I feel like he didn't actually know me or love me, but loved the idea of me or the idea of finding his quote wife do you know Mm, what I mean mm. like it just felt like he could have pulled anyone in as long as they fit the bill of what he imagined he was gonna like yeah I just felt like you don't even you don't even know me what was he give me an example of something that he would say oh like he would say things I really hope I mean I doubt he's listening but (laughs) um he would say things like you know you're my person and um try to rattle off like you know, idiosyncrasies of mine that just weren't really correct. Like he hadn't, didn't, didn't know me well enough to be able to be like, oh, I like, I love how you do this funny thing with, you know, you crinkle your nose when you laugh, and it's like I don't crinkle my nose when I laugh. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just mm. flat out stuff. What's he that- gonna do when you get Botox and that stops happening? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so just stuff like that, and this is so cringy, but just told me he loved me. I think on after the second sort of time we were together and um that's like love bombing falling too hard too quick to me and I feel like we've experienced that Mm -hmm. with people through friends and then probably also ourselves where if somebody is just laying it all on the out on the table or laying it on real thick Mm. real quick Mm. you're probably not the only person that they're doing that with and to your point they're probably just trying to fill a void yeah of some sort it just didn't feel genuine and so like i because of that my feelings couldn't develop it seems like quite cliche now when people say like i feel seen or whatever Mm. like i didn't feel seen by this person i just felt like i was um you know some sort of trophy 
Right. Rather than him loving me for me, if that makes sense. How long did this go on for? I feel like it only went on for three or four months, which is pretty good for me because sometimes I let those things go out longer because yeah. I'm like, I hate confrontation. I hate hurting people, right? Yeah. So for me, I just like would rather go along with it, um, which is so bad. Like I don't need to get healthier habits, obviously. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't need to be in another well, situation. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think it was the four month mark that I just, I started to say things like when he would say things to me like oh you're you're my person and and I would start to say oh but do you actually you questioned it yeah and just started to be like do you even know what my middle name is like I would ask him this I'm like do you know what my dad used to do for a job Mm. like it's get some right and get some wrong and I'd be like see these are things that you should know about a person before you absolutely tell them you love them yeah and I just sort of started calling it out yeah and then just with that I just said look I think we're on different pages and Mm. maybe this all came together too too soon and maybe we just need to go our separate ways and if it's meant to be you know that whole cliche thing but yeah and did you guys ever like no 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 I don't know. I, I mean, I could be a little bit biased in saying this, but I feel like it's almost impossible these days to not end up in a situation like that. It's either one way or the other. So you think there's always someone that's like wants more or settling and the other person's reaching kind of thing? I feel like that's just dating in general, right? Because this is why people call dating like a numbers game. Mm. There's always going to be someone who wants more until you're both at that same point of wanting the same thing. Yeah. It's not going to go anywhere. That's fair. That's so fair. I think the only difference is you can either have a fleeting encounter with someone where you do like dinner, drinks, or like a one-off hookup, or you end up in these situations where you just like keep seeing each other and it's just this cycle where it can go on for ages. Mm. There are people who I know who literally have been in something like this, I would say, for well over a year. And it's like you're literally blocking yourself off to other people. This is what I think a lot of people don't understand. Like I know you touched on this before about how it's just something rather than nothing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you are just in something for that long – I mean, I can put my hand on my heart and say that when I was in this situation, I definitely felt like anybody else who was pursuing me, I wasn't really giving them a chance. Yeah, Yeah. because I just kept comparing them to this other person. Yeah. Also, I guess you kind of just still sometimes will have that hope of like maybe if you give it enough time, it might like work itself out or whatever. But I think there's power in like if somebody wanted to be with you, you would just know. So stop digging your own grave. If you're, if you're seriously wanting to make a connection with someone, I do think if you're getting the vibes that they're not on the same page as you, do yourself a favor and start distancing yourself because every other person that you're not giving a chance then is like an opportunity missed. I 100% agree with you. So talking about some of the cons, Mm. there's someone always catches feelings, like someone's always off balance, like which Mm. we know, conflicting levels of intimacy for you as well as some just general safety concerns around like sexual health, right? Yeah, because you technically don't know who else they're doing that with. And and this is kind of ties into the conflicting levels of intimacy for you as well. Because what I what I mean by that is you're so intimate with this person on a physical level, mm. but you can't just pick up the phone and tell them something yeah. about your life. To give you an example, like I just got a new job, right? This is that's not something that I would pick up the phone and tell this person about. Yeah. Because it just feels like 
it's personal and I want them to know that about my life. But in the same sense, I'm so conscious of reaching out for no reason. Yeah. And that to me feels like a no reason. Isn't it so funny that we like in this, you know, day and age will happily have sex with like, you know, this this person on the first night and be so intimate sexually with them, but then like sharing, you know, news like, oh, I got my job or I got a, sorry, I got a new job or you know, this happened today, it's like, it's too far. It's too much. Yeah. It's, it's wild because it just, I don't understand where that comes from. Like that would be actually a really cool thing to do a deep dive into one day. Like Mm. where do these levels of intimacy and like the boundaries that we draw around emotional intimacy, Mm. because that's what that is. Like where do they come from? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because yeah, I feel like you, feel like you want to share things with these people because of how physically intimate you get with them. Mm. But then there's like this voice in the back of your head that's constantly like, no, 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 like too much. Too much. Yeah. Don't tell them that. They might think you've got the feels. <laughs> you know what I mean? So bloody confusing. So what are some pros then? Are there any? Yeah, look, I, I 100%. I feel like for me – it was definitely learning about what I do and don't like, not just in a physical sense, but just in a partner. Because naturally when you're spending time with this person, it draws light to things that you want, like in a partner in general. But also like for me, I feel like physically as well, I can't say like my marriage was all that sexually fulfilling. Mm. So it's good to just know what you're into, like, moving forward when you've got a chance to explore different people and different things. I know for me, culturally, that's a huge thing because Mm. in our culture, like it's pretty frowned upon to be in any sort of casual hookup culture type relationship. Yeah. So it makes me really sort of feel for people who've only ever been with each other, which happens a lot Mm. in our culture. For me, I feel like that's the biggest takeaway. What about for you? I do agree with the you learn about yourself. Because you, you learn what you want. Mm-hmm. So it's it's sad that you have to sort of experience what you don't want to see what you do want. Yeah. But that's what I would definitely have to, I've taken out of it each time. Yeah. yeah. And if there's anyone listening who might be thinking they're in a situationship, what are some of the signs? Look, there are so many, but I tried to pull out the top five or six that I feel like people may not potentially see as a red flag if they're not looking for a situationship, right? If they want something more serious and you're in a situation where the relationship doesn't really feel like it's leading anywhere and there's no real growth, it's quite stagnant. Mm -hmm. And it almost feels like for one of you or both of you even, that the relationship is pretty compartmentalized. I feel like that is a pretty big indicator that it doesn't have any real legs Mm. and it's probably not going to go anywhere. What do you think? Yeah, that's, um, that sounds quite like a sad, (laughs) (laughs) sad existence, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not nice, but I guess again, like this just goes back to if you're what you're looking for is misaligned. If you mm. both want the same thing, then that's sure. great. You want, that's actually a good sign yeah, then, if, if, they, if that's what's happening. Relation, like if relationships are something that you kind of want just as like a percentage of your life but not like doesn't impact or make a huge impact to your life, then that's that's great. But you have to both be on that same page. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing I would say is short-term or last-minute plans. Probably more last-minute plans. Short-term is kind of a given when it's like mm. a situationship. But 
if it's last minute plans and obviously in lockdown, this probably wasn't as big of an indicator to some people because there was nothing else to do. But yeah, if someone's making last minute plans with you, you're probably not too high up on their priority list. That's a big one. Inconsistent communication. This one grinds my gears. Like Mm. this is for anyone in my life, let alone somebody who I want to potentially like see a future with. So if I'm seeing someone and they're super hot and cold or I hear from them like every day and then I don't hear from them for like a fucking week, Mm. you know, without any proper excuse, that's just inexcusable in my books. And again, you're not high on their priority list. Yeah. Probably also ties into this a little bit, which is being super vague and having excuses for not having time for you. So if you're asking to hang out and it's just like, I know I'm busy, not really elaborating on what they're busy with or having no real follow-up as to, hey, I'm busy, but like, what about this day? Yeah, that's the worst that when people just be like, oh, sorry, I'm busy. It's like... And that to me is one of my biggest pet peeves. I could be really, really into someone. And if they do that to me, they will crumble. Yeah. Yeah. So I really struggle with bringing people back from the dead if they've done that to me. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I get it. Like I really book myself out with shit socially when we're Mm. not in lockdown. So if I don't have time for someone, I'm meant to be going on a date tomorrow night. I didn't know this. <laughs> and um, I actually had to reschedule with this guy last – I was meant to go on a date with him last Thursday. But I, again, like coming out of lockdown, don't know how to organize my social life, so I double booked myself. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it because I'm respectful that people yeah. need to get bookings at yeah. the moment. So as soon as I realized, I let him know and I was like, but – can we do this day instead? Yeah, exactly. Just so I wasn't like flogging him off, you know for what sure. I mean? But yeah, I think no mention of another time or day that works for them is a is a pretty big sign. And look, if you find yourself being pretty anxious about the state of the relationship or even if you're quite anxious just reaching out to the person with what you're going to say, I feel like that isn't a good place to be. And that's yeah. probably a sign that you're not on the same page. Agreed. Very sage advice, Rav. <laughs> Yeah, says the single one. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, what about you? Do you have anything to add to that? No, I think you've pretty much nailed it. I mean, um, yeah, the inconsistent communication probably was the biggest one for me. Like mm. I feel if you're going to knock something, you've got to kind of do a counter offer so that people know that you're interested. Whereas like with me, I feel like the biggest indicator that I wasn't interested in someone was like they would be sending me these really kind of intense text messages and then I would just be like, Ah, uh, thanks. Or, you know, <laughs> I love you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for sharing. That's so funny. So, yeah. Look, I know I spun this in a way of this is what you should look out for, for someone who might be potentially looking for a little bit more than the other person. But this also applies to anyone who is listening and they're like, oh shit, I'm doing these things. You know, if you haven't had that honest conversation with, the person that you're currently in this situation with and you might be getting like the slightest inkling that they might be a little bit more invested than you this is your sign to have that conversation yeah because it's not nice if you get strung along so stop stringing that poor soul along 100 i guess to wrap it up for anyone who is now sitting there thinking oh fuck like i'm in this situation ship how do you think is the best way to get yourself out of it i think just have 
a frank and fearless conversation with them. I think, you know, we're coming towards the end of the year. Are you hot girl summer? That's right. We ain't got time for, you know, <laughs> for fuck boys and <laughs> situationships. Husties or whatever you called them before. <laughs> we haven't got time. Like, you know, are we bringing them to Christmas or are we not? You know, like, I think that's the question you've got to ask yourself. What's happening here? You know, are we going to be hanging out on New Year's Eve? Are we not? Because. I'm out of here if that's not happening. Oh, my God. That just reminded me. Did you Do you remember growing up, there was always this whole thing about if you don't kiss someone on New Year's Eve, that's how you're going to spend the rest of your year. Yeah. Do you believe that? I'm sure I did when I was a teenager. (laughs) Last year, for example, my sisters will love this if they're listening. We were having an argument. Um, It was the first New Year's Eve we spent together in a while, and um, we were classic triplets, like, fighting our boyfriends, bless them, were trying to, like, get us to make up before, like, the, you know – thing he went off and I was like yeah yeah like let's not like go into the new year fighting like you know it's just gonna you know (laughs) so I definitely kind of feel like that but I'm not I don't really think it's genuinely you know superstitious or anything like that you no because I mean I definitely made out with someone the year that I got divorced (laughs) and my year didn't stay that way (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like going into 2019 2019 was yeah 2019 was when my ex and I separated we definitely had a kiss like New Year's that going into 2019 fucking hell like Mm. it was over halfway through the year so no I was just like that doesn't mean shit but it's nice it's cute I guess if you've got it if you've got it great if not fuck I'd like kiss my friends just like girlfriends yeah not like make out but you know like Mm. a little hey love you yeah so anything I just think you need to be around the people that you love agreed so before we wrap up the year that was, let's play a quick fire round of Never Have I Ever. We've got our drinks ready to go. We do. So we are, no one can see us. So we're going to have to like vocalize when one person's drinking. How does it work? Do you drink if you've done it or if you haven't done it? So you drink if you've done it, I think. That's okay. how it works. God, sorry guys. It's been a while between. Um, yeah, we're know. old. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how to like, we've been in lockdown most of the year. We don't know how to like socialize or have fun anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly okay so do you want to go first ella never have i ever been addicted to a substance that isn't caffeine (laughs) (laughs) are you going first oh i've been addicted to maccas i don't know what you guys were thinking at home but when i was at uni I was so addicted to Maccas and I got so fat. Was it like supersized me vibes? No, like just I just wanted the taste of like a cheeseburger. And fun fact, so when I say cheeseburger, it was actually a quarter pounder. Specifically a quarter pounder. (laughs) So the ingredients of a cheeseburger, but yes, bigger. Mm. Um, And I don't eat them anymore because I'm so triggered. By that. By that, like I just feel like if I ever eat a quarter pounder again – I'm going to spiral into that addiction wow. of Maccas. So I'm like fucking, what, almost 10 years sober from Maccas quarter pounders. I love that. So do, if you get Maccas, are we, do we just not get that burger Yeah, anymore? I usually either just get a normal cheeseburger okay. or I'm like a fiend for a McChicken no, burger. Yeah, I love that. Especially the spicy ones at the mm, moment. That's me all day. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's yours? Um, I have a really addictive personality, so I tend to get, like, addicted to things that I might use a couple of times and then it becomes an addiction. So, like, I've been addicted to eye drops. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that. 
<laughs> so in your actual eye? Yeah, so I like have to put it in all the time and I feel like there's like squiggly lines in my eyes like that so I need to So for you clear it's out. like a it's like a habit. It yeah, it becomes habit. like it's so I literally have an addictive personality and so this it's like there's actually a few things. So it's not just eye drops, it's nasal spray. Wait, are you still there? Um like kicked the eye drops thing, like I've gone without it for I think through lockdown. It was kind of like my test. Um, nasal spray Holy. I'm still addicted to, so I have to have it, um, like, you know, the, the, the packet says do not spray more than, like, twice in 24 hours or something, right? I do around, like, and you're supposed to only have it when you have a cold. I use nasal spray, like, 16 times a day. Ella, yeah. I had no idea about this. Yeah. How have I been around you so much <laughs> and never seen you pump nasal spray Pretty into sure. your nose? Like, I've done it when we've been out at dinner and stuff. What yeah. the fuck? Like in front of me? Yeah, I put my hand over my like nose. Yeah. I can't believe I'm so not I'm observing. Sad. I'm I like, can't believe- everyone must think I'm the biggest junkie. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing little bumps under your napkin. But like my my colleague, Claudia, at my old job, she used to like steal, steal it from my desk. She's like, you're not t- having this today. Like, Jesus. It's, and it's a, it's, a, it's a bit like when you have an addiction to something like, you know, it, it's like a dopamine hit. Um, yeah, and I think that my nose, like I think my nose, the reason that I was spraying it all the time, by the way, was because my nose kept getting blocked. So it was like a vicious cycle. It's like when you use poor, poor ointment too much, right? Mm, like, mm. and then your lips actually get cha- um, chapped and so it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. So that's what it is. The same with the eye drops. Like I was using so much of it that my eyes were drying out, so I was using more of it, you know? it's. I guess it's like a... Um, what's the word? Like they become desensitized to yeah. the actual effects of what that. Yeah, and then you're over overdoing it, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, that's my lame um, addiction to eye drops and nasal that spray. That was going down <laughs> such a windy path when you started. That you were like, I was addicted to eye drops. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say something else. Yeah. But anyway, so never have I ever been to a swingers party. <clears throat> have not. Yeah. Same. No drinking no happening drinking here. here. Yeah. We're boring. We did talk about. We should wanna, do it. Yeah. I mean, look, I just want to. For observe. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, should we? Oh my God, guys. Tell us. Do you, do you want us to go to a swingers party and report back? Happy to. Happy to wear a body cam. Uh, I feel like that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to just go and not get drunk so I can remember yeah. absolutely everything. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's do it. Yeah. Down, down. We'll do that. anything for the podcast, guys. For the content, we're here for yeah. it. I don't feel like we've had to do this. We can. I'll ask it, and then we can skip it if you don't like it. Um, lied to get someone to sleep with me. We don't have to do that. Nah, girls don't have to lie. Yeah, but good question. Yeah, like so. I think we put that in play, but mm-hmm. no, I won't be drinking to that because, like, no, I've not like. Why? I don't get that. Yeah. I, I guess, I, again, How not would to that generalize. Even... Not to generalize, but, like, I guess guys do, right? They might appear oh. to be more. Or, like, oh, actually, a good example <clears throat> of that could be if someone's like, I'm single, and they're not. Yes. Oh, for sure. Exactly. Okay. Have yeah. I done that? Nah. No, 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 I haven't done that. Not to, like, get someone to sleep with you, no. 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 Uh, Next no. one? Never have I ever swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we both drank and we will not be elaborating on this question right. further. Moving on. Yeah. <clears throat> Quite apropos, never have I ever had a friend with benefits. Wouldn't that just be a situation ship? Well, it kind of, I feel like that, but also 
I just never use that term. I've never, used, you know, like people have been like, oh, we're friends with benefits. I've never used that because like I said, I don't think it actually is the same as a situation because somebody always has stronger feelings, right? Okay. No, I, I have had a friends with benefits because I feel like we were very much on the same page. Yeah. Like yeah. there was no blurry lines. Got to be on the same page to yeah. have a friends with benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh my God. So you didn't drink to that one? No. Interesting. It's always been some, like either I've been more into it or they have. Okay. Can I just quick last comment on that? I have to say though, like as much as the situationship that I was talking about was a bit of a mind fog, mm. I would much prefer that over the friends of benefits situation because I feel like the friends of benefits thing for me was just so unfulfilling Yeah, because it's like, you're not getting that excitement, that like chemistry, yeah. that spark just isn't there because it's your friend. I agree. You 100%. know what I mean? All the good things, like <clears throat> I don't have good sex with friends. Yeah. Like let's put it that way. I'm not yeah. having good sex with friends. So I just, it's kind of almost this unspoken rule of mine that I've never, I'm never doing the friends with benefits thing because I'd rather like all or nothing if you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I've done it once, never again for yeah. that reason because it's yeah. just, it's a weird mix. 100% yeah. 100% agree. All right, last one. Never have I ever dated or hooked up with someone more than 20 years older than me. Ella is taking a sip. Dated or hooked up or both? Um, dated. Like it wasn't a long-term thing, but this person wanted something a little bit more um, than I was willing to give at the time. So, And I also recall him lying a bit about his age, said he was younger. Then I found out he was older and I was like, because it, it was the 20-year age gap that freaked me out. Um, Did it freak you out without knowing it or just afterwards it freaked you out? I think if you'd been honest with me at the beginning, I wouldn't have minded too much. Like, because mm. I've, people that know me that might be listening know that I've always dated older guys, like substantially older. So like. You know, I almost, almost married someone who was like 16 years older than me. And so, you know, that's, you know, there's always, always been substantially older than me. But yeah, I think it was just the, the fact that he didn't, wasn't honest with me at the outset about it. And then I just got into my head about it. Um, 20 years being huge. And I felt like people would think I'm some sort of gold digger or something. And, and I obviously didn't have feelings for this person. They didn't develop. So I was like, let's just, you know, kick it. So how, how would you compare? dating someone who is within your age range compared to dating someone who's significantly older do you feel like the relationship dynamics were really different you know what they're really not like society does get in their head like having just said what i said society does get in their head about like age difference but when after a certain age you're all like pretty much on the same do you know what i mean there's like a huge disparity between how you are and your like you know, 30s, how you are in your 50s or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Besides, obviously, baggage yeah. and kids and stuff, you're all pretty much on the same page. Dating someone who is 38 when you're 18 is a lot different to yes. dating someone who's 45 when you're 25 or dating someone who is, I don't know, like 50 when you're 30. Yeah. Because you are so much more established in your life as a 30-year-old versus someone who's 18. 100%. So you've had different experiences and stuff, I 100%. think. 100%. Yeah, agreed. Well, 
that was fun. It was. I'm almost at the end. I can't believe we're going to say bye for like the rest of 2021. It feels so weird. Why don't we wrap up what our highlights and lowlights were for 2021? What do you reckon? For sure. I mean, I think it's no surprise to anyone listening that COVID just really fucking sunk its claws in this year. I love that, like, you know, New Year's Eve of 2020. Um, we were all like, yes, to 2021, it's going to be a new year. It's going to be our year. And it was like worse than last Dog shit. Year. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so look, it's, it's no surprise that the low light would have been COVID being locked away, locked out of, um, you know, seeing friends, seeing family, not being able to share and some really special moments with, with family and stuff like that. But highlight is that we all did the right thing here. or well, most of us have. And, we are, you know, fortunate enough to be able to have access to a free vaccine, a life-saving vaccine that mm-hmm. um, means that we can resume travel again and I'm going to see my family at Christmas time as Yay. you are and I'm going to try and go to the UK and see Toby's family at Christmas time and that is amazing. And I honestly didn't see that happening this year. I thought 2021 was going to be a complete write-off. Mm-hmm. So that has to be my highlight for the year. What about you, Rav? I guess going back to your low light, it's the same, just 20. 20- 21 being a shit storm when we weren't expecting that mm. we thought it was going to be better than last year and it definitely was not mm. so i feel like yeah that was a big low light for me as well and just honestly i feel bad for anyone who's listening who has family overseas and they hear me whinging about this but i just feel like when you're in the same country as your family yeah it almost hits harder because it's like yeah it's insane that they're that close and I just can't see that. I agree, yeah. You know, it's so hard. that has been quite shit as like an, an addition to the 2021 piece. Yeah. But I think the highlight, same as you, Ella, it's just, you know, I've just gotten a new job, so I'm really excited yes. about that, which is going to have a lot more travel, which, you know, I love. I love that. I loved you. that with my old role that I sort of left earlier on this year before mm. lockdown happened. And yeah, I get to go and travel internationally again, which I'm super excited about Amazing. now that we actually can. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just honestly, the podcast has been a big one for me because yeah. I've been on my own for so much of 2021. Yeah. And this has just been a real sort of lifesaver for me in terms of like Aww. a creative outlet and stuff. Yeah. So thank you everyone who's listened and supported us so far. And thank you, Ella. I know Aww. that you've got a crazy work schedule (laughs) and you still manage to find time to do this. So I'm super appreciative of you and everything that you've done this year for me and the potty as well. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, everyone you got to know that Rav really does the bulk of the work here. She carries this podcast um, and I'm eternally grateful. She's absolutely amazing what she does. And um, we can't thank you guys enough for listening through the last few months, uh, like we said, we've been blown away with the, by the support that we've received from all of you and the fact that you, you know, tune in every week. Two weeks now. Every two weeks now. Thanks for understanding, guys. <laughs> um, is amazing. And we, we, we're just so grateful. Um, but thank you for listening and thank you for everything this year. And I hope that you're all um, going to be with friends and family this Christmas and we can't wait to chat to you all again next year yay we'll see you in 2022 bye Bye, guys you do yours then no you go first i'm ready though this is eating ass (laughs) 
ass and titties. Ass, ass and titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>